Hey friend, welcome to The Ashley O Show. I'm your host, Ashley O'Connor. I'm a registered nurse turned health coach, and I am on a mission to keep people out of the hospital and into healthier lives than they ever thought possible. How? By getting back to the basics, prioritizing mental health, ditching diet culture, and repairing our relationships with food, fitness, and our bodies. Expect unfiltered, unapologetic, and unsugarcoated conversations about building lives, careers, bodies, and minds that are stronger than we could have imagined. The truth is, I don't have it all figured out, but I plan on spending my life searching for answers to the most important questions. This podcast is all about bringing you along for that ride. Now let's go chase some uncertainty. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Ashley O Show. So, uh, I'm not used to daylight savings time. (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm assuming most of you are used to it. If you are living in Arizona, then you're probably not. That is where I came from. I lived in Tucson, Arizona for seven years. And so we don't change our clocks in Arizona like the rest of the world should. (laughs) So today, or not today, but this weekend was my first time changing the clocks in seven years. And it has thrown my body for a loop. Like I (laughs) am not used to this. It messes with your energy so much more than you would think an hour does. Like I'm sure you all know this, but it's blowing my mind. And I'm not a fan. I I don't recommend. So I'm really hoping that we can kick this whole time change thing to the curb because I'm good. But don't worry, this is not an episode about daylight savings time. I don't think I know enough information to fill an entire podcast episode about (laughs) time changes, but you know what? Knowing me, I probably could do a very good job of filling an episode with complete nonsense about something I don't understand, but (laughs) today we are actually going to be talking about healing our relationships with food and why it might be time for you. So I'm sure if you saw the title of this episode, you clicked on it, maybe relating to that question, but Really, I want to point out some signs that it might be time for you to examine your relationship with food and your body and exercise and ask yourself if it's time to finally heal instead of time to just get on another diet. I think that for a lot of us, we have lived in this this culture and this cycle of constantly being either on a diet or off a diet. It's just, I'm on the wagon, I'm off the wagon. And it just doesn't feel great being in that cycle. I remember. I know that cycle very well. But here's the thing about dieting. It is harming you a lot more than it's helping you. And I'm sure if you dig down and think about it just a little bit, you will find plenty of evidence that tells you that fact. The fact that you aren't in many pictures in your child's life because you never wanted to be behind the camera because you're ashamed about your body. The fact that you wouldn't want to go to your friend's birthday party dinner because you didn't know what you would eat and you're on a diet and nothing in the menu fits. The fact that you chose to eat a cookie with your movie last night and it threw you into a downward spiral of guilt and shame. None of those instances are healthy. We have been tricked for a really long time that the only thing that matters for our health is our weight is a number on a scale, is the amount of calories that we consume, is the amount of hours that we spend at a gym. We have been tricked into thinking this is fact. 
When the facts are dieting leads to unhealthy changes in our body composition, it causes hormonal changes, it reduces our bone density, it causes menstrual issues, hormonal issues, mental health struggles, it messes with our metabolism where we have a lower resting energy expenditure. The truth is, is that health is not one size fits all. There is no one body type that is actually healthy. In reality, when we make changes to our diet and how we eat or how we move our body, if we make positive changes in those spaces, it's the health promoting behaviors that improve our health, not the weight loss. It's not just a number on the scale. It's the fact that we're moving our bodies more, that we're eating more micronutrients, that we're eating more protein, that we're happier, that we feel more confident and empowered. Those pieces are what actually make us healthy. But the $60 billion dieting industry would like us to think that the only answer to health is weight loss, because then we'll stay stuck in the industry. We'll keep buying products. We'll keep buying programs. We'll stay here and keep giving them money. You don't need another quick fix. You don't need another pill. You don't need another crash diet. You don't need another restrictive diet that cuts out entire food groups, more rules, more restriction. You do not need any more of that. What we need is to move towards a place where we're looking for body positivity, where we're looking for intuitive eating platforms, where we're looking for people who are approaching weight loss from a sustainable and gentle perspective. Because it's 100% possible for you to lose weight or have body composition goals. I believe that we should have body autonomy. So you should be able to have those goals. But we can do it from a place of respect for our bodies instead of a place of hatred. That is the difference. And that's what I want you to start to look for as you may search for your next coach is a person who is telling you that you are deserving and worth it and worth respect right now in this moment, not once you get to the end goal. I don't need anyone else telling you that you can be happy when that losing 20 pounds is going to solve all your problems, but you have to you know, pay this amount and do this program. Otherwise, you'll never get there. No more threats, no more empty promises. The answer to all of these issues is to get back to a place where you care about you first, where you care and love and respect your body above all else. Because if you take care of your body from a place of love and respect, you are going to be healthier. It's that simple. But it takes healing. It takes an approach that sometimes doesn't feel good at first, where we have to maybe put some of these goals that we might have on the back burner for a short time while we let ourselves heal. Because these are deep-rooted beliefs around food and our bodies and exercise. These are deep-rooted things that we have been taught for decades. It's not something that's just going to go away overnight. But if we truly want sustainable weight loss, if we truly want sustainable health, something that actually lasts, where there's no more on the wagon, off the wagon. If we want that, we have to heal the foundation first. And the foundation is your relationships with food and your bodies and exercise. We have to heal those to get there. So if you're sitting here and you're kind of wondering, how do I know if I need to heal these relationships? I'm going to ask you a few questions And I'm going to let you answer those yourself. And if you find yourself relating to what I'm talking about, it's probably time. But you have to be ready. You have to be ready yourself to take this approach. 
because it's different. It's not a 21 day fix. There is no overnight success. This takes time. It's slow. And nobody likes slow because we live in a world where everything is fast, where we live in a place where Amazon Prime gets you your package overnight. But that's not how this is going to work. Your health is worth more than that. Your health takes time. So some of the most common questions or statements that I hear from the women that I work with as we heal these relationships is that before working with me, they were eating based on specific rules. They restricted entire food groups. They counted calories obsessively or weighed their food. And there was lots of fear and guilt and shame around food because of all of these rules. They're using rules instead of listening to their internal cues. Because if you can't imagine listening to your internal cues, I want to remind you that those things exist, that your body is designed to keep you fed and full and happy without you having to do very much. All you have to do is listen, listen to your hunger and fullness cues. But because so many of us have been on diets for so long, we have subdued those cues and muted them for so long that we either can't hear them at all or they're all out of whack. So we have to heal that piece first so that we can listen to and trust our internal cues because our body is here for us. It's on our side. We are one and the same. The second thing that I see a lot is that they're, the people that I'm working with are choosing foods based on wanting to change their body, not what they actually want or what, they're, what they feel like eating, right? They're choosing foods simply because they want to change their bodies. So the women that I work with are often eating like miracle noodles or like fat-free, sugar-free, taste-free, everything. They're eating foods that have keto labels on them. They're eating fruits and vegetables that they hate. Like they're eating foods that don't taste good at all to them, that they actually hate or make them feel like crap simply to change their body. So the relationship with food is that the foods they choose are based on what they want their body to look like. And that is definitely a sign that something's been out of thrown out of whack for you. Because food should be something that we use for fuel and also for enjoyment, culture, socialization. Like food is so much more than just trying to change your body. It's not even that simple. So if you are someone who is choosing all these foods that you hate because you're on some specific diet or you want your body to look like this person, that is a sign that something's been thrown out of whack for you. And I, as I say this, as we go through these questions, I just want to remind you that if you are relating to them, it is nothing to be ashamed of. It's not something you need to feel guilty for. This has been drilled in for so long that you are not alone if you feel this way. A couple more big red flags is that you use food to cope. So sometimes food is associated with emotions. Absolutely, of course. But if you can't cope with a situation in your life without using foods that make you feel like crap, that is when we know that we've got something that we got to dig into and heal. Because we have so many models that tell us that food is how we cope, right? Like movies, there are TV shows, like every time a girl gets broken up with on TV, she is in a pint of ice cream. Like we have tons of messaging telling us that that is how we should cope. And it's okay to do sometimes. It's normal. But if you are constantly using food to cope, 
you are stuck in a vicious cycle. Because what typically happens is that when you are depressed or upset or something's hurt you and you reach for food, you're not reaching for something that's going to make you feel great. You are reaching for something that's going to give you a quick dopamine hit, but then it's typically followed by guilt and shame, stomach aches, and just feeling like crap, which keeps you in the cycle of the emotion of feeling crappy. And you continue to reach for the same foods or you continue to feel guilt and shame. And then we just dive into another restrictive diet because of what we have chosen. Like using food to supplement or cope with your emotions. Sometimes it might be normal where you're like, I'm celebrating, I'm having cake, no big deal. But if you are constantly reaching for something to cope instead of actually using healthy coping skills, that's a sign that we need to dig in. And then the last one I want to talk about is that a lot of the women that I work with talk about restricting foods they love. So restricting foods on a diet or based on some rule like we talked about earlier, only to feel like they are out of control with that food later, where they're binging, where they're falling, quote unquote, off the wagon. A lot of these women are also just afraid to have these foods like in the house. They can't even have them in their pantry. And Again, this is based off of what we've been taught for a long time. I don't know how many diets I've been on where they're like, go through your pantry and throw out all the bad food. Or this last supper mentality happens the night before the diet starts, right? And you have to eat all of the cookies in the pantry because the diet starts tomorrow and they can't be in the house. Otherwise, you'll never be able to control yourself. I'm telling you that once we get down to the mud, right? Once we really start to heal that foundational piece that we can then build upon with all our skills and sustainable weight loss. We can finally get to our goals again from a place of respect. Like once we get down to the mud and heal that foundation, you won't have to fear these foods anymore. You will not have to get rid of them from your house. You'll be able to have cookie dough in your fridge and forget that it's there. You'll be able to have a bite of cake and realize that it's not your favorite flavor and not finish the rest. Because you know that you can have more if you want to. When we strip away the rules, when we strip away all of these restrictive things that we have held on to for so long, when we get rid of the labels and the language that we have glued to food, giving it morality, when we strip that away and treat food as a neutral thing, all of that loses its power. And suddenly we can just exist without obsession It just becomes so much less complicated. And my favorite thing to think of is that if all the women in the world, and if you are not, if you don't identify as female, if you are male or non-binary, like I'm speaking to everyone, but I typically am interacting with people who identify as female. So if all the women in the world no longer had to obsess about counting calories or weighing their food or weighing themselves or what foods they should and shouldn't have or a new diet or what diet pill is trendy or what their body looks like in the stress or how many calories they burned in the gym. Like if, if we could strip away all of that and free up that mental space, if we could free up the space that is usually devoted to obsessing about dieting and exercise and how our body looks, I, and I've said this before, I think that we would take over the world. I'm pretty sure that the entire world would change if that was no longer an issue. Because just think about the amount of energy and mental space that you devote 
to all of these things, to all of these obsessions, to all of these calculations, to dieting, to your body image, to what you want to change. If that no longer was an issue, suddenly you would have like half of your brain to devote to creation, to devote to chasing a passion, to devote to spending time with your family, to devote to the things that actually matter to you. You would be able to do so much and enjoy so much. You would never exclude yourself from a picture again. You would never hide your body behind baggy clothes again. You would choose clothes that make you feel beautiful. You would create the account that you want to on Instagram. You would start the business that you are afraid to start. You would change an industry the way that you know that you can. You would make more money than you can ever imagine. And this isn't me promising that all of this is going to happen to you. But I am almost certain that if we erased dieting, body shame, earning our food, burning off calories in the gym just to fit into a specific pair of jeans, like if, if we erased all of that, the world would change. Your life would change. Your relationships with the people in your life would change. What you get to create, your potential, your capacity, all of that would evolve. I know that. And that's going to look different for each and every one of us. But I think you're worth it. And there's a huge industry that has been devoted to telling you that you're not, that you'll be worth it when, but no, you are worth it now. You deserve it now. You are an incredibly beautiful, amazing person, just as you are. And sure, we all care about our health. We want to live longer, right? And we can. And that doesn't require any more dieting. It doesn't require any more restriction. It doesn't require any more punishment or shame or guilt. We can do it from a place of love and respect. That is the point. So, okay. <laughs> I go on rants. This topic gets me fired up more than pretty much anything else. Because I just picture you. I picture who I'm talking to and the woman who I want to understand just how amazing she is. Like, I, I want that for you. I think of little me. I think of my mother, the people and the women and the incredible people that I have met in my life who I know spent way too long hating themselves. So I'm going to be passionate. I'm going to get fired up. And this is why I do the work that I do now. This is why I've pivoted so many times searching for this feeling, for this level of alignment. If you have related to anything in this episode, take this as your sign that you are worthy of healing these relationships. You have to be ready. And if you're not there yet, that's okay. I will be here whenever you are. But if you related to this and you feel like, yeah, I'm ready to never diet again, to heal these relationships, to rebuild my foundation, to free up all of that mental space and energy that used to be devoted to restriction. If you are ready to live your life without that obsession, to live a happier and healthier existence, then let's talk. That is literally my mission in life, is to help more women heal that space, to free up their energy and potential to unleash a piece of them that has probably been smushed down for a really long time. That's my mission. And there are tons of coaches out there. So if I can just help you, guide you to the right person, if it's not me, 
I'm here for that too. I it's really hard for me to sell myself. <laughs> it's it doesn't come naturally, but what I can sell is my intention, is my mission and is my energy because what I'm selling is a happier and healthier life. Like what I'm selling is freedom. And if I'm not the right person to guide you in that journey, I know people who will be. So reach out. Let's talk. And let's see if I'm the right fit. And if not, I will find the person. I promise you that. But if you're sitting here, if you listen to this 20 minutes that I somehow have been ranting this whole time, then maybe you and I were meant to work together. And if we are, I want to remind you that home, the homecoming program, we are just finishing our seventh week. We're almost in our eighth week of the program, and it's almost complete, which is absolutely insane to me. I'm so incredibly proud of the women who have gone through this program, this first round. And so we are launching our second round of the homecoming program in April. So if you are interested or you want to hear more and see if that might be a good fit for you, please let me know. There's a link in the show notes that you can click on to apply. And that all that does is give me your information so I can reach out and be like, hey, let's see if we're aligned. We can hop on a call, see if that works. If not, like I said, I will find the person that you are most aligned with. And if you are not someone who wants group coaching and you are looking for just one-on-one coaching, we can do that too. All of the links are in the show notes, but at the very end of the day, at the, at the very least here, what I want you to take from this episode is that you are deserving of a healthy relationship with food and your body and exercise. You deserve to live your life without obsessing about those things. You deserve to be in every single picture and every single memory of your life. Take one step this week. Ditch the scale Maybe the next time you feel like I shouldn't have that or I don't deserve this food, you eat it anyway. And the moment that that guilt and shame creeps up, you push that back down because you deserve to eat and enjoy and live. So maybe this week, just a baby step. Reflect on that relationship. Where did it come from? Where do these rules come from? Maybe it's time that you don't start the diet tomorrow. (laughs) Maybe instead you devote time to yourself. You put more energy into finding out what you actually love and enjoy because your life isn't designed to be built shrinking or on a diet. That is not what life is about. Dive into a passion instead of an obsession. I promise you that you deserve it. You are beautiful. You are worthy. And I am rooting for you. Thank you so much for allowing me to take up a little bit of your brain space today. Like seriously, it means the world to me. If you connected with this episode, it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends and tag me at Ashley Osho so that I can personally thank you. That way, we can build an army of badass women who believe in themselves that will take the world by storm. I cannot wait to see what we make possible.